Hello, one and all, and everybody who's listening. Hello. And if it's just one of you, oh yeah. Good fine humans, how are you? Or human, there might just be one listener. Or human, no, I mean, I hope there's not one listener. Why? Because <laughs> I want some more people to Why? be... Like, What's wrong with us just helping one person, Jan? There's nothing wrong with helping one person, but also I want to help more. If we are helping at least one person, that's all that matters. Very good point. You're probably not on your own, though. There's probably <laughs> loads of listeners because we're well good. There's two people who tag us in it every single week, so there's at least two. And your mum. And mum, so there's at least three. <laughs> Do mums count in things like this? Jennifer, mums count in everything. Yeah, but mums always love everything that you do. My mum don't listen. Touche. <laughs> I don't think your mum knows how to find a podcast. Well, that, I don't think your mum knows what a podcast is, let's be honest. That's very insulting. Do you? Do you? Do I what? know what a podcast is? No, no. Think, think your mum knows what a podcast is. I think she's well into the podcasting world. No. I reckon she's got her own podcast. Not a chance. <laughs> Not a thing. No. <laughs> um, right then, so that's uh, the first part of the episode. Where Sorry we if you're listening, Pat. Call my mum now. Yeah, I bet she sat there in the room like, I know what a podcast is, listen to it. <laughs> I hope she calls you out on it next time. Imagine. No, you'll like set it up so that you'll like ring her and tell her to do it so that I'm I look a, like a fool. I'm a busy man. I've got things to do. <laughs> not got time for that. But thanks for the idea. Don't do that. Wendy will tell her anyway. I'll feel really bad. Wendy will dob you in. Jen's been calling you on a podcast, you know. <laughs> calling your names. I've not been calling her names. You said she's so old she doesn't know what a podcast is. That is, is. not what I said. You liar. Not very nice. Call me a liar now. Why have you started this podcast in such an abusive manner? Oh, can we go back? I right. So what happens when I take some time out of the house is Phil gets extra annoying when I come back. So today I've been to the dentist on my own, and Phil has been extra annoying since I've come back. Did you know also... how proud you was then? I went to the dentist on my own. No yeah, it's great. This pregnancy malarkey. You get stuff for free. Mm-hmm. I've ground ground my teeth. I've been a teeth grinder all of my life. And I've got really bad jaw pain at the minute because I'm grinding my teeth. So I went to the dentist and because I get free dental care right now, I get a free little gum shield. It's brilliant. You can go play rugby then, can you? Yeah. I'm a Love coffee it. grinder. What do I get? Nothing. Oh. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. Extra annoying. And then yesterday... Um, went to your bowels. I went to my friends to see a little baby boy, Felix, and came back and you were extra annoying. I'm like a bottle of fizzy pop. <laughs> I mean, out when you're not looking at me and then I just become extra annoying honestly it's a lot maybe this is why we spend so much time together so that I can handle you that's one nice way of looking at it yeah. <laughs> not because like I like your work with your so you like dilute like it down like I do like one annoying thing on the hour every hour but if you're not here for four hours I do all four of them as soon as you arrive right so this is your version though of me speaking whilst you're trying to work what do you mean like your level of annoyment when I've been somewhere and come back what's annoyment I don't know I made it up <laughs> works done it um, sounds like amusement your level of annoyment when annoyance. I've been somewhere and come annoyance when I've been somewhere and come back is mm. off the Richter scale, and your level level of annoyance at me mm. when I talk when you're trying to work is off the Richter scale. What are you going to do now? Because we're only going to have one office. Sure. Like, what are you going to do? Because you're going to have to work in the same room as me at all I'm times. Not. I'm going to ban you from the office. <laughs> or I'll just go and work in Costa. <laughs> See you. No, I'll quit. <laughs> you do that. <laughs> The office is very warm today. I'm going to be a stay-at-home dad anyway. So I officially retire. 
We'll stay at home, Mum and Dad. No, you can run the business. I'm gonna. All right, you're you're giving it all up. I'm quitting. Are you ready if this guy's fills off? I'm off. There's my what's it called on your quit? P45. Handing your notice. All right. I'm handing me notice. No, I'll give you P45 when you leave. I thought it was P60. Oh, that's where you every. Oh God, I don't even know what happened. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna right. I qu- everybody edit it first. I quit, and um, <coughs> this is the last episode you'll hear, guys. Only, oh yeah, because you don't know how to do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> so that's it now. If you hear another episode next week, Jen convinced me to stay. I could actually do it on my own, you know. Okay, I'm off. No, I'm in the podcast. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> Not everything else. <laughs> You always think that I can't do it, but I could. Right, so before I quit, let's talk about how to lose weight permanently without restricting yourself. <laughs> say again, I laughed over it. How to lose weight permanently without restricting yourself. I don't know why you need to say it, because they've already read it in the title, so they probably already gather what's going on. But I, You know what, next week we're going to give it a completely different title. We're going to call it like, <laughs> I don't know, how to make the perfect cheeseburger, but then talk about pizza. Ooh. <laughs> That really messed with your mind then, won't it? Oh, I can't quit now because I want to do that. <laughs> I'll I'll take it back. I'm not quitting. I want to do the burger pizza podcast. The burger pizza podcast. That's next week. Can we eat burgers and pizzas while doing it? Yeah, but don't tell them because then they'll know. So like, don't tell them we're going to do the burger pizza thing. Like, oh, we'll call okay. it the burger thing, but don't tell them about the pizza thing we're going to do. Okay. Shh. <laughs> Secret. If, if you heard that, you didn't. They probably didn't over the plane. That's just passed over. That's true. Maybe that was them listening in, like coming over, like trying to get. Everyone, info. everyone who's listening is just in a plane above. Yeah, well, not anymore. They've gone past, but they was. Just seen them with red burger or pizza. Yeah, actually, that happened for the first episode, didn't it? Yeah, we paused it then. No. <laughs> looks, well, looks the like with him. Very first episode we ever did. What? When we did the pilot episode. Oh. <laughs> 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 I, d- I clicked. I saw your face I as excited. I looked up, and I was like, "Oh no, there's a joke there that I've missed." I get excited when there's a pun. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> Oh, I would love to listen back to our first episode now. I wouldn't. I, I think I'm going to do it, me. Yeah, shows how busy you are. <laughs> Go and listen to your own podcast from two years ago. That was so stuff to be doing, you. Uh, yeah, we're on episode 119 now. We have this conversation every week. Right. I read out the episode number and you go, oh my God, I can't believe we've been doing it for that long. And I say, yeah, because we're on episode 119. And you go, oh, that's like two years. And then what you say is, but that that's like, what, like six weeks off in two years? That's not bad going, is it? And then we... Carry on with the episode. Should we just do the episode because it's dead hot in here? Yeah. I'm like slowly melting. How to make the perfect pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it expecting that, was you? Yeah. Hey dear, this is yeah. the one this week. We weren't expecting that. We've tricked you. <laughs> so it's bread. <laughs> Sourdough. Sourdough. Passata. Pepperoni. Cheese. See you next week. <laughs> I know we need one of those pizza ovens is what we need. Povens. Problems. I would like one of those. Yeah, me too. I'm not putting it in here though. It's hot enough. You could just put a pizza on for it. Cook. Cook. I remember when I went to Lanzarote when I was young and we went to the volcano at Lanzarote and they cooked an egg on the floor because it was so hot. Did they? They just cracked an egg on the floor and it cooked. Did you eat it? No. Oh, why? Don't know. Oh. Bit dirty. Floor egg. Floor egg. I feel like the floor was black as well. Well, that could be a hazy memory. Could be. I'm sure it was black though. Excellent story. Thanks. Cracking. <laughs> right, go on. Say something useful. So. So don't say something useful. What? <laughs> don't. What, which one would you want me to do? I'm lost. <laughs> oh, right. Don't say the word something useful. Yeah. How to lose weight permanently without restricting yourself. <laughs> Third time. We're actually going to speak about this and not pizza and burgers. <laughs> or are we? Ooh. No, we are. Stop. So. 
backstory context whilst Jen's laughing. The usual diet format that we speak to 99.9999999% of people about is that you are set up in a very restrictive and robotic way. So on day one, you are always given some kind of food-related target, whether it's a sin target, a points target, calorie target. There'll be some form of thing that you're not allowed to go over. So from day one, you are immediately given a restriction. And I do not care where, what they say when they say, oh, you can eat what you want as long as you don't go over that. It's still a restriction. It's like saying you can go anywhere in this room as long as you don't go past that bit. Oh, there's a restriction, isn't there? There's only a certain point I'm allowed to get to. So there is still a restriction. Of course, they get away with it because it's like, oh, you can eat what you want. And then they give you a calorie target of like 1,200. And they give you that 1,200 target and you realize you can't eat pizza. Don't just talk about pizza. Because there's, there's more calories in the takeaway pizza. Takeaway pizza is like 2,000 calories. So you can't eat what you want. There is a restriction straight away. What they often do is they give you that really low target because, and it doesn't matter whether you count in sins, points, whatever it is, the goal of that will be to put you in a deficit so you lose a couple of pounds every single week. And quite often, for most of us, that's doable for the first couple of days, naturally because we're a little bit more motivated, we're probably quite excited, we've started to see the end result already. We all do it, no matter what it is you're trying to achieve, whether it's weight loss or anything else in life, on day one, you look at the end result, you're like, oh, it's going to be amazing because I'm going to be able to do this and this and this and this. So because you're excited and motivated, you do it for one or two days. Even if it's hard, you kind of don't really see the challenge, you just kind of do it anyway because you're like in that zone of excitement, that zone of this is going to work, this is going to be amazing. However, you get two, three, four days in and you're like, this is literally physically impossible. I cannot do it. So you quote unquote mess up and then you quote unquote say, sod it. And then you're like, right, I'm just gonna start again Monday. I'll start again next week. The problem is you repeat that process, not for weeks, not for months, but for years. And the problem here isn't just that the target's too low. It's the fact that it just gets you to treat every single day as the same. And that's what the restriction here is. That's what the robotic nature of it is. It's like, don't go over this number every day for the next 12 weeks. 12 weeks is such a long time. And from this process, you're gaining nothing. You are learning nothing. Your life right now has challenges in it. No matter who it is that's listening to this right now, you will have a challenge. There will be more than one more likely. That could be something like emotional eating. It could be the social events that you've got coming up. You might be someone who binges in an evening. You might have a buffet that you're going to. There are going to be challenges. You might lack time. You might have tons of energy. You might have two kids. You might have a job that's 12 hours a day. You might wear shifts so you work overnight. They do not care. They're just going to go, right, eat this much. That's not helping you to manage any challenges whatsoever. All it's doing is giving you a ceiling that you're not allowed to go over. They're giving you a restriction that you're not allowed to go over. That you're, They are basically saying to you, this is your target. You are a robot. Stick to this and you will get results. And in theory, they're not wrong. You would. But nobody on this planet can stick to it for long enough to get the result. Is it any wonder you left feeling like a failure when they give you no room for wiggles? Oh, I love a wiggle. Wiggle, wiggle. So, we do things very differently. And I'm going to hand over to Jen because Jen's obviously had a coaching. And this is the stuff that Jen talks about pretty much every single day, every single week, every single month, every single year for the past few years and will continue to for the next few years because it works so incredibly well. So I'm going to put my feet up, I'm going to eat my pizza and burger <laughs> and I'm going to let Jen tell you what we do, why it's different and why it works. Yeah, and these are things that you can pick up as well and, and you can start implementing and finding ways to add them into your life as well. Um, so... This one is teaching you skills to mindfully eat. And these are so powerful because these are the skills that no diet teaches you because they are actually using your own body. Like we were born 
with a set of skills around food that diets have untaught us over time, if that's a word. <laughs> but essentially we can relearn those skills and we can then use them anywhere at any time because we always have our bodies to tune into. We don't need an app, a phone, a barcode scanner. But when we can learn things like hunger signals, when we're feeling full and satisfied, um, what we actually enjoy the taste of when we're physically hungry versus emotionally hungry, being able to be present with the food decisions that we make, when we can learn all of these skills, we have more control. But with that control comes more freedom of choice because we are able to recognise what our body needs and actually wants and allow ourselves to feel fuller for quicker for longer and it means that we get permanent weight loss without restriction because we are able to be flexible with the foods that we are eating and be able to recognize when we've had enough when we don't enjoy the taste of something anymore when whatever it may be you, you you're emotionally eating versus eating out of hunger and we're not saying that you always have to eat out of hunger but you can take those skills anywhere, including social occasions and holidays. And this is the powerful stuff that like clients have gone away on like all-inclusive holidays and gained no weight or like the smallest amount of weight. Like these skills are really powerful. Number two, which is my absolute favorite one, is instead of overhauling your diet overnight, look at your current diet and change that because we don't give you a new diet to follow we really want to focus on that diet that you're eating right now because that's the one you enjoy that's the one that you keep coming back to that's the one that feels easy that's the one that feels achievable it is the one ultimately that you are always going to find yourself back at so we want to make it easier for you because you're already 60 percent 60 to 70 percent of the way there why replace a hundred percent of it by overhauling that overnight why not take that 60 to 70% that you're already doing and add to it? Think about how we can get more out of it. And I'll talk a little bit that in a minute. But it's all about those small changes that lead to longer term changes that lead to that permanent weight loss without restriction. Because here's the key thing. Whatever you're eating, we're not going to take any of that away from you. We are going to find a way to still include all the foods that you love. Like me and Phil are super passionate. We love food, don't we, Phil? Oh, well then... I was going to say more than anything. But you probably see that based around the fact that Phil spent five minutes talking about pizzas and burgers. Spent the last five minutes thinking about it. <laughs> but we do, we love food and we are passionate about making sure that enjoyment from food is still there throughout this process. Because if you're enjoying the foods that you are eating, you're going to stick to it. The amount of people who are like, well, obviously I didn't stick to it because I was absolutely hating what I was, eat- hating what I was eating. And then number three is focusing on food quality over quantity. This is one that I have seen potentially coming up in the last few years or so, more so as people have kind of switched to calorie counting and just kind of eating things that fit into the calories, which is fine. But often why we also see people struggling to stick to a calorie target because we're not actually thinking about food that fuels us and fills us and actually keeps us full. Um, so actually thinking about how we can create meals that fill us but also going back to that enjoyable level and also gives us energy so we want to tick those three boxes we want to keep ourselves full keep it enjoyable and get energy from the food that we're eating because when we're feeling full and satisfied and energized 
you feel pretty damn good. <laughs> You're often relying less on um, seeking out enjoyment from other things, binging on foods that you can't have. You you get everything you need from the foods that you are eating, which leads to permanent weight loss without the restriction. Boom. That is lovely. Done. So, mindful eating skills. Make changes to your current diet. Don't overhaul it. And focus on food quality over quantity. And you will permanently lose weight without restriction. If you want a hand with that, DM Jen the word pizza. <laughs> Serious note. DM Jen the word. In fact, pizza. say pizza because we'll know you've come from the podcast then. Yeah. You never know where anyone's coming from. DM Jen the word pizza, genuinely. Because um, it's a fun word and we like pizza. Um... And she'll talk you through them in a little bit more detail. Have a lovely little chat with Jan. That'd be fun, won't it? Yeah, I've got some nice videos based around some of those bits that I can fire people to help them like Ooh, get yeah. started on making some changes in whichever of those three areas that you feel like you'd like to start with because you can start with any of those um, and you will see a huge difference. But the key thing is don't think about penguins. Instead, put me on the spot. <laughs> Should I explain that? Uh, go on Jen's Instagram you'll see the explanation for don't think about penguins yeah. it's actually it's probably better reading it yeah. go, go and read it don't think about penguins whoa suspense oh. is it obvious which one it is yeah because it's a tweet so it says don't think about penguins in massive letters oh, right, okay. <laughs> very obvious <laughs> yeah um, on the spot Jen on the spot on the spot on the spot on the spot so, on the spot on the spot on the spot on the spot still trying to make that work right on the spot I see what we're doing on the spot. Sorry. <laughs> Hit the spot that time on. <laughs> Pick it. Disgusting. Ah, sorry if you can hear Reggie barking. Honestly, this dog, I don't know what's wrong with him. All right, I'm currently on this seat. I would like you to go and put me on that spot over there. Right, sorry. Go. Back in the room. Um, on the spot. Mm-hmm. Right. This might not be a difficult question for anyone else, but I know you and I know this is going to be a really difficult question. Who do you love more, Reggie? Reggie. <laughs> Would you oh, no. rather live your life like a forever, <laughs> forever, yeah, forever, yes, in a city or by the beach? Oh, it's not that difficult, actually. Is it not? No, because <sighs> maybe it is. <laughs> I need to find this difficult. The thing is, when I'm making these decisions. I've got to remember, like, where do I want to be and where do I want to visit? Because if I live in one, I can still go to the other, can't I? I see what you're saying. So, like, would I rather live in a beach and visit the city or live in the city? In a beach. Yeah. <laughs> Just in a little sandpit in the beach. A little sandpit. <laughs> I, do you know what I think I would rather do? Mm. You always want what you've not got, don't you? Yeah. So, like, if I lived by the beach, I'd be like, yeah, but just look how convenient it is. Like, I was speaking to... He wasn't there, was he? I was speaking to my coach, or our coach, and he lives by the beach. And he was like, yeah, it's amazing, but if you haven't done your shop by, like, 4 o'clock on Friday, you ain't getting anything until, like, Monday. I mean, he does, like, live by a very recluse. I don't think that's every beach. No, I know, but I'm just and saying, like, very if shelter, you're out in the... sheltered area. What's the word I'm looking for? Quiet. <laughs> All right, so it doesn't have to be that kind of beach, then. It can just be any beach. No, just, like, near a beach. So the thing Probably is, not, like, Blackpool or Southport. I w- I'm going to say beach because mm. i can choose a beach in another country 
Oh, I see what you're doing. So I'm going to live by a beach in another country. Would you choose Manly Beach in Sydney? Because uh, then you could hop right over to the city. Oh, I thought you were just being like Texas, so like a really manly beach. No. <laughs> yes, I think I would, because then I could hop across. That is the perfect Sydney. combination, isn't it? Because what I was thinking is, I was thinking UK, and like if you're near a beach in the UK, it's very unlikely that you're also near a big city as well. Yeah, so I, that's why I said I'd do it in another country. In the UK, I'd live in a city. I would, yeah. Yeah, just because I just think you're a bit out the way when you buy a beach. That That's my initial... Like, I feel like... And someone can correct me, and by all means do, but I feel like if you live by a beach, you're kind of like a bit out of the way. I'd love the morning bit, though. Like, you get up, yeah, go One for of our walk, clients was for a 6am swim in the, be- in the beach, yeah, on the sea. she infuriates me every day. <laughs> very jealous. Um, but, like, that's great. But, like, I don't know if I'd want to do it in the UK. Like, I feel like I could live by a beach abroad mm, yeah, and then visit like, a city. It's nice, like, when the weather's like this by a beach, but then, like, a lot of rainy times of the year. Should we move abroad? To Sydney. To Manly Beach. To Manly Beach. Yes. I'm going to get a right move later. How much is it to buy a house in Manly Beach? <laughs> Can we buy one tonight? <laughs> Probably not. Doesn't uh, a famous person live... Interesting fact in Sydney, for you. yeah, quite no, a few. I, on the journey, I was going to say interesting fact for you. Phil worked on an island that is between the Sydney Opera House and the Harbour Bridge. Just a little restaurant on an island when he was travelling. And I think it's quite spectacular. It was a very fancy restaurant. Far too fancy for and me, you, Greg. I don't <laughs> know how we got jobs. You had to though. go and get like a boat didn't you? it wasn't the ferry got you got a specific boat to your workplace didn't you some days we got like a private one some days we did jump on the ferry did you yeah. what well, the reason i say that is because doesn't someone famous don't they tell you about someone famous on the trip to manly like uh, someone famous lives in one of the houses uh, yeah not he, sean bean but no, someone like sean bean i saw him one day it's the, russell crowe that's it yeah. Why? Why am I com- Why am I confusing Sean Bean and Russell Crowe? Do know. they look alike? I don't think. So. I'm I don't Google know. It. Yeah, they do. Yes, they do. Russell yeah, yeah. Crowe and Sean Bean. Have you ever seen him in the same room? <laughs> I don't know which is which. I think I know. What I Sean mean, that Bean tells you like. that they look the same if you don't know which is which. Mm-hmm. No, I want to know what Russell. Crow- I know what Sean Bean looks like. Oh. Oh, they do look. Wait, no. Russell Crowe. And then I want to look at Sean Bean. Everybody look at Russell Crowe and then Sean Bean. So I'll play along at the same time. Yeah. I think they do look quite similar, actually. I can see it, like when Sean Bean's got a bit of a beard, because Russell Crowe usually has a beard, yeah. So I saw Russell Crowe at the harbour. Not at at that harbour. It was called Woolamaloo Harbour. I think it was Woolamaloo. And um, I remember being like weirdly starstruck because... He's a director, isn't he? Uh, Is he an actor? Or director? I don't He's know. an actor. Mainly. But I don't. I'm not like big I into think. films, or I certainly wasn't back then. So like, I saw his face, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's him!" He's the guy that's got the like. I think it's something like a five million pound apartment that overlooks. Yeah. And like the the. Where it is, is mad. Like, it's absolutely mad. It's so mad. nice, isn't it? Um, I just mean, like, the actual positioning of it and where it overlooks and yeah, stuff. Like, no, it's, it's so... Oh, right. I, I thought you were just it. talking about, like, Sydney in general. No. Um, so, yeah, in answer to your question, I'd move in with Russell Crowe. <laughs> I'd well, live... I think I'd live in Manly. And, yeah, I just like the convenience of the fighting to go to the city. And it's cool. Cool place, Manly, as well. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. It's a really cool place. I feel like I'd get into skateboarding. 
Oh, yeah. I think I'd fit in with a beard and a bald head. And your skateboard. That I, can, that I don't have. I could skateboard. Just plank all on wheels. It can't be that difficult. Someone teach me to skateboard. Is it's quite difficult. I remember I, I tried and I just kept falling onto the floor in my face. Max had one when I was in Melbourne and he... I was like, oh, can I have a go? He's like, have you ridden one before? I was like, no. And he was like, it moves quite quick. And I was like, oh, fine. <laughs> and I put one foot on and nearly fell over. Brilliant. It's very difficult. It is difficult. So yeah, there's your answer. Um, I would live by the beach Excellent. in Manly and I would travel to Sydney very frequently. Let's do it. Cool. See you there. Right. Thanks for tuning in. If anyone can skateboard and wants to teach me, <laughs> drop me a message. Um, other than that, have a good one. See you all next week. See you soon. Thank you.